this time, not this funk. If a god is something with relatively much more power than you, and we are of equal power with the genius, then we too are gods. That sounds like heresy to me. And kaboom, revs their chainsaw. Oh, God. Wait, wait, hey, if, if it helps, if it helps, we are trying to put together and get activated one of the genius's uh, d- devices. Okay, so in addition to them letting you go with the crit, I'm going to give you something else, which is that Bloops will come with you. <gasps> Bloops uh, has the spell, like, light. Yeah, almost like they went back in t- time shenanigans, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything else odd about Shoko, um, either this time or five years ago? Absolutely, yeah. We'll get your fit right. Because that's your thing mainly is capes and not racism. That's, you could say that's really my defining feature. If in it's my... your main thing is making cool capes, so I would like a really cool cape. Can't I just cast knock on it? I mean, dude, if you're offering me all your tips, then like, hell yeah. I'm, I'm down to clown until I'm cold in the ground, you know what I'm saying? Can you think of any reason why a magic box wouldn't have you be complicit in fraud? What if everyone was bewitched? Except Potter. Immunity. Potter has Charcot Wilbrand syndrome. He can't visualize thing, things in his mind because of brain damage. So the magic doesn't work on him because it involves the brain in some way. All right. Oh, shit. So the rest of you are seeing paper with Gigi's name on it, but that's not what the paper says. That's just an image in your mind. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, this also relates to the fact that Potter doesn't dream. Right. The only person in town who traffics in mind altering magic is Ruth, the therapist. Austin actually bought us all milkshakes, which was a yeah. nice move. Um, mine showed up in the in the mail. Laura, you got yours right. Yeah, and Skitch, yeah. You got yeah. yours. Cool. Um, yeah. So I guess everyone, Mari, you got. Wait, hang on. Mari, you got yours right. I didn't get one. Oh, oh no. my god! <gasps> yeah, Austin. There was a second one being airdropped to my house for some reason. I'm not sure why. That must have been yours, Mari. Sure, it's just another microaggression, so or a milkshake aggression. I'm not allowed in Chicago anymore after the incident with the Packers game. Well, you come over here and you'll see, you know, no Portillo's cake shakes for you. Oh, that's a that's a threat. I don't know what a cake shake is, but that sounds amazing. It's a milkshake where they put a big slice of cake in um, it. Um, it's actually pretty gross. <laughs> I mean, I could have guessed that's what it was. That sounds amazing. Well, okay, you think it's gonna be good, and then you order it. And what I think they should do is put the cake mix into it. Because when they put the cake itself in, the the texture is like 
I I disagree. I've had I've had milkshake with brownie in it before, and it was great. So I don't know what you're on about. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> so it's not like chunks of cake. It's like blended into it. So it's just like oh, this mealy no. consistency. Okay. No, it should be chunks. Yeah, you lost no, me again. It should be chunks, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And like nice and cold. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like yeah. You. Oh man. Little cubed bits of cake that have been like frozen so that they're just firm enough, and then they exactly pound cake. That's what it needs. The pound cake. <laughs> a pound nice. cake concrete. That is fantastic. <laughs> I, I need to think of ideas. I'm, I'm having friends over in a few weeks. I got a, I got a whole like menu I'm setting up for them because I'm being extra poshy like that for them. So this is an idea of what to make for the dessert. So nice. Oh, look at look at Skitch being very thoughtful about food and drink for others. I would recommend <laughs> Hawaiian butter mochi. It's easy to make. Comes pre-made well not pre-made but like as like a box thing and i think you can get it off amazon i grew up eating it and then everyone's always impressed because they've never had anything like it but they love it Mm, i do like mochi so that is intriguing i do like low effort and people being impressed i have a spinach and uh spinach feta and pine nut pie recipe which Mm. comes out seeming very fancy and it's actually uh really hard to mess up like really hard to do wrong so it's fantastic. I have that floating around. Talking about food is such a podcast staple. Like every podcast <laughs> I listen to, no matter what the ostensible topic, video games, like music, pop culture in general, there's always long conversations about food. It's a topic people find endlessly fascinating. And I always feel left out because I don't. You don't consume food? Have strong feelings about food. Austin subsists on milkshakes alone. I feel like you've addressed this before, Austin. That you 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 definitely have the vibe of someone who would subsist off of like the Star Trek food pills and not miss the taste of food at all. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people make fun of me because of the time when I only ate lettuce for three months. I lost a hundred pounds. I was so sexy. It was great. But then I couldn't stay conscious for more than a couple hours at a time. That's even sexier. <laughs> just passing out. Just fantastic. Well, he's so he's so aloof. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do Soylent? Like do Soylent? <laughs> so, so, sorry, where you do do Soylent? I've I've had Soylent. Chris and I talked about this on the, on an episode once where I thought about doing it, and then Skitch and Chris both had done it, and I felt left out because I sh- I am definitely a Soylent type person, but I never actually did it. Mm-hmm. I think you should. I think you'd really like it. It does make you farty. Yeah, Get, getting all your meals in the form of milkshakes would be exactly your jam. I've never had a food I didn't like. There there are some things about it I can warn you about, but I don't want to discuss them on air because it goes into territories. But <laughs> speaking about territories, I think we're about to invade some territory in Grendel today, aren't we? Are we the colonizers? That's a weird segue. Smooth seg. Look look, look at Skitch hopping in on my territory and doing the doing the forceful segues. <laughs> the, the seamless the seamless segue. What are we talking about here? I'm yeah. proud of you. Seamless in that it describes nothing about the situation accurately. So I guess there's no seams if it's not connected. You need you need to be connected to have a seam. That's right. Austin, what's what what was happening? What what are we doing? Well, last we left the adventure, the party found the box that is used for sortition in the village to pick a new governor. You found that it had some kind of enchantment on it. And then the slime council figured out that it's a mind-altering enchantment 
Uh, it makes you see a specific person's name instead of what's actually written on the strip of paper. And because Slime Crit, I told you only Ruth practices that kind of magic. So I guess what happens next is up to you. I mean, I think we gotta we gotta go see Ruth. How long has Ruth been in Grendel? I just want to figure if uh, Philippa knows her or not. Yeah, why don't we get a history check? Uh, I'm going to say a low DC for that, because that's pretty common knowledge. So only looking for like an eight on this. Uh -huh. Okay, cool, cool. Getting in with my first roll of the episode. Uh, uh, 19. Yeah, Ruth has been here perhaps longer than anyone. Um, the no one, no one alive has seen the beginning of this village. It goes back further than that. Mm -hmm. But there were a couple people who were here when the portal uh, appeared, when the portal was created. Oh, so okay. Ruth is an OG, an old head, as far back as it goes. And I should okay, say, cool. I should say, especially with uh, you being the first person to open this up, Philippa, you were a little tipsy last episode. So I think. Uh, there comes a point when you realize the sun has set and everyone decides it might be a good time to take a short rest in the dogberry before you go over to Ruth's. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I was not wanting to have to play Philippa drunk the whole episode. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, we left that off like that. I'm, I'm, oh, geez. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I definitely think there's a version of this episode where you're wasted the whole time. But I think we've done so much investigation in one day that narratively, fictionally, it has to be early morning when you all set off for Ruth or otherwise this is the longest day that's okay. ever existed. Oh, nice. Oh, we're doing a long rest instead. Okay. No, a short rest. Long rests are we don't do them by the rules on Dice Funk. We do them between arcs. Okay, just making sure. So we're just it's just we're doing a pull an all nighter here. Got it. All right. Uh, so uh, the, as the sun begins peeking up, people get roused from their little naps. I mean, you can tell me how long you slept. I assume slime doesn't sleep in the traditional sense. Um, no, I just walk around staring at people. <laughs> Neelith gets some sleep, but she does so by finding a quiet cupboard somewhere in the bar. She's like, okay, what's the closest place to a kitchen here? Find a little small dark place to shut herself into. Philippa would have fallen asleep still on the spinning obelisk, even a uh, spinning disc, even though it was screaming because she was just wiped out that easily. Um, like essentially at the end of the conversation that you heard last time, just right after that, you hear her snoring. Uh, but so someone would have had to, if you wanted the screaming to stop, someone would have had to pick her up and take her off of the disc. Neelith would have been very eager for that. The screaming is not good. No screaming, please. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Please, no screams. Yeah. The screams yeah. Okay, bad. okay, okay. Where do uh, you put her? <laughs> in one of the booths. That seems like a comfortable place to put someone, just sort of along one of the, the, the booth benches. Okay. Then she'd do that thing, you know, with the tucking the, tucking the head under the wing, the, the way birds sleep, I guess. Aww. Yeah. I was literally about to say, I've seen enough bird videos to know that someone should put a towel over your head or something. Because, <laughs> yeah, birds like she's that. just a little fluffy nugget right now. <laughs> uh, so I think you all are awoken like very early, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., uh, by the sounds of the screaming discs because Potter is loading all the alcohol and the dogberry onto them. And he says, nice. Hey, fam, going to take this over to the genius's house and uh, see you all later. Uh, don't get disappeared uh, we were not expecting to at the very least uh, uh, and they're like as Ozzy stretches there's like an uh, audible that's very loud <laughs> there's an audible pop in Ozzy's back as he stretches <laughs> thank you for the visual the not visual thing with your brain thank you don't thank me thank an ill-fated mountain climb Rock, rocks are sharp 
rocks are sharp. Thank you, mysterious sharp rock. <laughs> shout out to my <laughs> shout out to sharp rocks and all you do. Bless up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ang wouldn't have been able to defeat the Fire Lord without them. So. Yeah. <laughs> Big ups to Sharp Rock. So, question for the party bef- on before we head over to to Ruth. Um, how aggressive in tone do we want to play this? Are we kicking down the door and going, "What did you do to the box? Why did you do this to the box?" Or are we playing it like, I mean, maybe, may, may, oh, would you wouldn't happen to know, would you? What's what's the game plan? Some of us could be um good, not a cop, and some of us could be bad, not a cop. Ah, good, good, good. Moist watch, bad moist watch. What a novel novel suggestion. Dry watch, bad wet watch. Ah, <gasps> dry watch, wet watch. <laughs> some of us should come in. Really dry, and some of us should come in really wet. <laughs> is is does anyone have like dark glasses or something? <laughs> Everything is so bright. I propose that one of us have very dry hands and touch them, and then one of us have very wet hands and touch them. Neelith is gonna offer the frying pan to be used as sort of a sunshade to keep the sun out of the eyes. A, a classic, Thank bro- you. a classic Brock maneuver. Well, see, I need to use it in the rain at some point so it can be a drying pan, obviously, but... Uh... Laura, our brains have been destroyed by cartoons. You realize this? I am well aware. I understand this. I live with the knowledge. All right, yeah. So I have to describe as you go over to Ruth's place, which is that Carmack made from a you know a corpse of a whale draped in furs. Uh, you do see a good neighbor outside. Uh, do you just approach? I want to look at the good neighbor. I got to see. Cautiously, yes. Uh, Ozzy's going to approach, not super cautiously, just kind of walk up towards the good neighbor to get a closer look to it. Yeah, you see the good neighbor outside of Ruth's uh, has two implements for arms. Uh, The first one appears to be some kind of drill. Uh, In fact, it's a trepanation drill. Uh, trepanation. Oh no! <laughs> trepanation is a oh, medical. No. <laughs> it's a medical procedure in which a hole is drilled in the skull. In the modern day, it's mostly used for relieving pressure when you have brain swelling. Uh, but traditionally, when people thought mental illness was caused by demons inside your head, it was used to let the demons out. Uh, which obviously Ruth doesn't <laughs> practice. Uh, but this is not. No demons head empty, the original medical praxis. <laughs> it, it, it's like bloodletting, but for the brain. <laughs> yeah. That's also how Athena was born. Yes. <laughs> right. The other arm appears to be a larger version of the cannon that the genius had on their chair. Uh, you've seen, I think in episode one, the genius fire a lightning bolt out of this cannon. Uh, it appears. Oh, no. To, it appears to represent <laughs> like electroshock therapy, which does have some oh. uses in certain applications medicinally, but traditionally uh, was used pr- pretty poorly. Neither of these are procedures that Ruth actually performs, but they're ones that uh, the genius of Grendel. It, basically, they reflect how the genius of Grendel feels about psychiatry and therapy. I. I mean, I mean, it's a dark satire of Ruth. Yeah, electroshock therapy does seem like the only thing that the genius would think of as like, ah, you need to affect the brain. Electricity will fix it. <laughs> mm. I, I also, yeah, I, I think it's a case of the genius just looking at 
the particular line of work in the like the least favorable light possible. Yeah. Um, so if you approach the good neighbor, uh, roll initiative because it's going to try to help you with your brain problems. Oh no! Uh, the way that the genius imagines Ruth Ruth works less so than the way she actually works. Oh no! The very reluctant Nemeth who didn't want to fight has to go first. Oh no! Ozzy uh, rolled a natural one, which means he rolled a two. All right, yeah, so good neighbor's up first. I'll say, Aze, you took the lead uh, strolling up. So uh, the good neighbor is going to try to impale you on its big trepanation drill. Fantastic. 17. 17 hits Aze. All right. So you walk up uh, 10 damage. What do you, do you say or do anything particular? Like, what's the flavor of you approaching being like, oh, <laughs> Aze approaches the good neighbor, not seeing what its implements are, and then it turned, and Aze sees the implements, pauses in mid-stride, and remarks, uh, I was hoping for a series of ink blots, but... And then, <laughs> he gets hit by the drill. Oh, yeah, absolutely humiliated it once again. <laughs> uh... Uh, yep, the drill slams into you, and there's a spray of blood as you are pushed back. Uh, Neelith, your turn. I'm gonna heat that metal up. No save for me. Uh, that's nine. Nine hot damage. That's okay. Uh, so you walk over, you, uh... I'm trying to think what you gave your pan to Philippa. How do you heat the good neighbor? Hmm. Oh, I know how I do this. Um, I use one of those little, uh, clicky things that's designed for, um... For lighting the stove top, if you've got a gas ring stove, it's just like a little mm. lighter on a stick. Oh yeah, I just sort of nice. <laughs> yeah, just sort of get nice. as near as I can and start clicking the the flame at them. This isn't even magic. <laughs> this is just <laughs> you're just doing a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's it's magic that it's you know actually heating this big thing up because this is a very small flame. S slime, your turn. Magic, magic, embiggen. All right, I would like to cast shocking grasp, and what happens? Oh, wait, okay, so then it's a plus seven to hit. All right. This is how you own Shoko's good neighbor, with Shocking Grasp, I believe. Twelve. Oh, no, that's not going to do it. Oh, well, I, <laughs> I throw my tendrils, and it just, like, misses. Yeah. Oh. A shame. Uh, Philippa, it's your turn. Um, so the, it's got a, like a thunder cannon um, mm -hmm. similar to... Yeah, so I would like to... Um, create or destroy water and i'd like to wet it a bunch uh in the hopes that it will shock itself if it tries to zap anybody yeah so this is a complete role-playing like non-rules uh decision it's very interesting <laughs> i'm gonna try to do let's say constitution save against your spell okay. save to see if the shell is sufficiently fair. hardened against your attack here cool uh so what do you want me to go for because there uh, isn't a roll. Spell save DC, I think it would be it. nine. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I fail. So you create uh, water, it rains down on the cannon, and there's a couple of sp sparks from it as water seeps down between the panels that make up this cannon. So if it fires it, it will take damage as well. Very interesting. Very creative. Thank you. Love it. Thank Love you. it. <laughs> and we're back to Aze. <sighs> I had enough of a splitting headache before this whole thing started. I did not need any more. 
with that being said, Aze is going to uh Aze is going to attempt to just try to hit the good neighbor with guiding bolt. Should I roll with disadvantage for being in melee with it? Yeah, it's trying to drill your skull open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's see here. 16. Not going to do it. Oof, so Aze blows another first level spell slot trying to shoot at the good neighbor and like the bolt just sort of arcs up and hits against like the carcass that is the uh that it will rather yeah, the carcass that is Ruth's place. Yeah, so at the end of your turn, it's going to use its legendary action which takes all three of the charges that the, the the legendary action can possibly take to fire its cannon. Uh specifically at uh-huh. <laughs> so uh the lightning bolt is gonna go through Aze and into Neolith. Yep. I didn't want to hit two people who were in touch range because that wouldn't the, the my visual doesn't support that. Lightning bolt is a dexterity save. Uh nineteen. <laughs> I'm slippery, you can't get me. Aze rolled a thirteen, so he's gonna get hit by the lightning here. He's getting the shock treatment. Oh wait, no, I don't want to reference <laughs> that movie, do I? Anyways, is it problematic? I haven't seen it in a while. The sequel to Rocky Horror. No, 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 no. The, yeah. Uh, 24 to Aze and 12 to Neolith. Uh, also 12 to the good neighbor because the water inside the cannon uh, causes a short circuit and a panel blows off, followed by a wisp of black smoke. Mm. Nice. Uh, so we're back to the good neighbor. So that, cause that was a legendary action at the end of Aze's turn. Uh, the good neighbor is going to try to finish the job of, uh, trepanning your skull. Oof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 26. Uh, 26 will hit Aze's AC and no matter how much damage you do, you're going to knock him out. Uh-oh. Oof. Yeah. Te- 10 damage. So paint me a picture of Aze being knocked unconscious. This was not intentional. Just Sketch uh, decided to approach the good neighbor, but it is interesting is the person we've seen do therapy on screen is also the person who gets washed by the therapy robot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Aze, yeah, Aze uh, was reduced to one hit point after the lightning bolt. So he was already kind of like rough standing uh, before the uh, the good neighbor. There was a, a cough, uh, a bit of a sneer as he as he tries to say, uh, "This is not nowhere near as helpful as the one at my establishment." And as he grumbles to himself, he looks up just in time to see the uh, the trepidation drill come in and catch him uh, pretty roughly on the cheek. Uh, casting him onto the ground unconscious for the time being. All right. So when you get knocked unconscious in Dice Funk, there's a, a negative ongoing consequence. Do you have one in mind or you want to think a bit? Uh, the easiest one I could think of is, at least for the immediate, would have been like disadvantage on constant on concentration checks. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Just that, from that, that pe- might, I'm not sure if that's uh, – um, that might be – a bit much, I don't know, but that's just the first idea that came in my head. Mm-hmm. From like the concussion, basically, of getting hit in the head by a giant drone. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, Neelith. So the only lesson that Neelith has learned from what she's just seen is therapy can only hurt you if you engage with it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you if you stay away from therapy, therapy can't hurt you. Um... <laughs> Therapy uh, can't hurt you. 
My therapist. Therapy can't hurt you. <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, mm. Let's do it. Uh, thunder wave. I'm making a 15-foot cube. You've got to do a constitution saving throw. Uh, 22. Uh, that's nine, so you take, what, four damage, or is it five? Four. Zap. Zip, zap, zop. Yeah, so you were you were clicking your little lighter, <laughs> heating it up. You see Aze get hit in the face with the drill, and so you uh, create a big explosion, and it doesn't seem to ruffle its uh, feathers whatsoever. My heroic moment was not as heroic as, as as anticipated. I thought this was going to be plugging the thing into the mains, and instead it's like, no, you, you clicked it with one of those little prank zappers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, slime. I would like to attempt to cast shopping, Shocking Grasp again. I would like a Shopping Grasp as well. Just, yes, just... Shopping Grasp too. <laughs> it gives you half off at uh, merchants if you use Shopping Grasp. Uh, let's see. What? Come on. Oh, dear. What is that? Why are my rules always bad? Except for one time when it was good. <laughs> Except for one time. Let me double check something here. Uh, shocking Grasp, I believe it's a cantrip. I got an... Cantrip, right? I rolled a two plus seven. Like, even with my amazing plus seven to this, I just... Yeah, once again, you shoot out your tendrils, and I think the uh, what the good neighbor does is like rev the drill even harder, just creating like a a wave of force, which just repels the tendrils before they can make contact. And then slime just falls down. Philippa, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Philippa would rush forward, seeing uh, Aze getting hit so bad, and uh, would use cure wounds. Uh, as a second level uh, version, which would be able to heal two d eight plus four. Um, so she yeah like uh, flurry over to Aze and uh, say uh, you you look how I fe- how I feel like I look no that's not does this help uh, heal seven yeah so Aze's back up as you raise your staff and uh, his eyes pop open and it's actually his turn so. <sighs> This is taking way too long. Uh, Aze mutters while still prone on the ground. He clutches at the star map that's on the ground, hand still shaky, and with a soft muttering, uh, Lunar Interjection as a second level spell is cast targeting the good neighbor. All right, that's a deck save from the beam. Uh, it was a um constitution saving throw mm. all right so that uh i have to save from that when it appears and on my turn right so basically twice correct yes 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 uh 19 for the first one okay uh so that would be half the damage here that would be uh seven damage uh-huh i'm gonna rule i could use my legendary action to lightning bolt again but because philippa sabotaged it with the rain i'm gonna rule that it takes a turn to recharge now uh which means it goes mm-hmm. back to the good neighbor and i have to save against the moonbeam again huh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nine and that's an additional 11 radiant damage all right paint me a picture of uh Aze's glorious comeback because that's Aze's Aze's uh, eyes open uh, blood, like, staining his face and eyes as he's get, 
glares up at this good neighbor. There is uh, uh, a gritting of teeth as he grips the star map, raising it shakily from the snow. And then the clouds part above. If there were if there were clouds that were not there previously, but then suddenly appeared so that they could part for this uh, <laughs> cutscene animation, obviously. And then a a white pillar of light pierces through the sky directly on top of the good neighbor and causes it to begin to quake uh, and shudder before it just ruptures from the inside and collapses into a heap uh, before him. Um, Aze maintains the moonbeam lunar interjection for just a bit longer after the job is done at least as long as it takes for him to get up onto his feet from all, everything. That was like a Final Fantasy spell. That was crazy. <laughs> it was like the Guardian Forces from Final Fantasy VIII, where every time you summon, you can go up and go make yourself some nachos. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, could not, uh, we, we have to insert an extra, like, two minutes. I'm sorry for those who had to sit through the last two minutes uh, of superfluous sound effects and animation that Austin added. Uh, <laughs> if that got removed, I that that's fine too. But like, Ozzy then just stands up and and rubs across the blood on his face with his other his free hand. His mother's. Uh, I better hope we get some good answers now. Yeah. So if you're holding the moonbeam through it as it's on the ground and has been like pierced and is uh, coming apart at the seams, I think uh, the last thing it tries to do is like point the cannon at you and tries to you know finish you off for good. When Philippa's sabotage causes the cannon to blow up and f- take off half the you know the rest of its body oh, yeah. before the moonbeam finishes the other half, just extremely cinematic. Slime notices uh, Ozzy's exposed brain. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a little taste there, friend? Let me just get a little. Well, a little they lick. almost licked, but they stopped themselves mm-hmm. because they realized it probably would not be appropriate to lick without asking permission. Fortunately, I don't think like there's any exposed brains in this case here. Uh, it's but to the outs- but to the outside observer, slime's just staring at Aze's head wound and going. <laughs> 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 All right, so we've all learned the lesson that therapy is bad and dangerous and you shouldn't do it. Onward. Bury your emotions. To adventure. (laughs) Somewhere out there, the genius is like, yes, I have proven my point. (laughs) (laughs) All of this was an an elaborate plan to get Aze to stop going to therapy. Uh, so you let yourself into Ruth's Carmack. Uh, you just like lift the the flap. I think you see Ruth like cowering in the on the other side, maybe like underneath her bed or something. Uh, like she's wrapped up in blankets because there was the sound of a terrifying drill, and then a uh, thunder wave, and then a moon. Like the, things were exploding and rupturing and firing, and she is a little flump. So she is shivering in fear under her blankets when you come in. Yeah, it would sound like the apocalypse out there. Jeez. Um, I guess, yeah, we come, come in and Philip goes, We have come to talk to you dryly, and there won't be any wet. Oh, uh, we've we've <laughs> come to talk to you wetly, and there won't be any dry. Uh-oh. The duality of man. <laughs> I hate you. N- normally, when I come here, I'm seeking uh, help and therapy. 
But at this point, all I care about is getting answers, Ruth. Yeah, I think Ruth looks at you all, um, sees uh, Ozzy's terrible injury, and is uh, at first, you know, a, a look of concern goes across her face, and then she does her latent, low-level mind reading that she's always doing as a flump, uh, and detects a, you know, not the exact intent of your visit, but like a low-level. Uh, frustration and suspicion you're carrying with you and her look of concern uh, for your injury melts into a look of concern for her safety with the four of you being heavily armed. What can, can I help you? Um, I'm just going to be really direct with you. Do you know why the box that's used for picking who's governor is magically making people see a name that isn't actually the name being pulled out. Yeah, you see the Rorschach on her body, the colorful uh, ink blots uh, shift really quickly, like as if you're seeing the gears in her head spinning, but it's just the Rorschach moving quicker and, you know, swirling faster, uh, red and blue and green and yellow. Um, and after she has kind of gone through the mental process of realizing she can't really lie her way out of this one she says oh so you know i can i can we have some tea while we talk about this i see no reason why not to i would like some tea i appreciate that you are not not trying to not talk about this so sure tea sounds lovely well, there is an inherent power imbalance here, she says, getting like tea supplies and setting a table for the group. She says, I am a flumph, and you are four heavily armed individuals with a history of violence. So there's only so much I can do. I, I mean, have any of us given the impression that we would hurt you? I mostly have a history of reading. Oh, hello, Philippa. I didn't see you at first. I was focused on Ozzy's terrible wound. How are you? I won't consume you until you're dead. Don't worry. <laughs> Hung over and um, disappointed that you are clearly rigging elections and things like this. It's bad. Well, I wouldn't say elections. They're not votes, you see. <laughs> also, to be clear, the reason we have the weapons is that there are... Big, big metal, murderous, murderous attack types all around town, trying to do very dangerous, hurty things. We did yes, not. The weapons are to protect and serve you, not to. We did not come here with weapons to go. Hey, answer our questions. We have weapons. That's not how we do. I'm very sorry that you think we would do that. I hope you remember that you serve the community and not yourselves. When you are forced to pass judgment on me. I hope that you remember... That's a weird thing for you to say when you've maybe rigged a not election. Well, they're not votes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, you're, you are circumventing the, the, the system by which we pick a, a, a leader, and that is not good. Uh, Ozzy's going to just walk... Ozzy's just going to walk over as all this is happening and just lay out on, like, the couch that therapy yeah. happens on while nursing his head wound. Yeah, so Ruth pours you all some tea, some breakfast tea, because the sun is just rising. Uh, she was awoken by that terrible battle outside. 
Um, and she says, And will you serve yourselves or the community when judging your comrade who has unleashed these robots on Grendel? Well, we're still trying to figure figure out how best to um, create a justice system in Grendel. It's It's complicated. I am so glad you said that. Complicated. Hmm. It's difficult to make complicated choices for others, is it not? Yes, but I feel like you're about to try and twist that to mean something <laughs> else. <laughs> Are you about to make a false equivalence that voter fraud's okay? <laughs> They're not votes. But <laughs> I can't stop saying it. It's not even my choice anymore. I'm possessed by a demon that makes me say they're not votes. Um, Ruth says... The magic of this place prevents me from sharing the specifics of my patients' minds with you. But before we get into the, the details, I should say that there is a lot more darkness in this village than you may suspect. I mean, I suspect that there was quite a lot, because otherwise, what have we, what's the season going to be about? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this village was founded by people who were not safe elsewhere. Goblins, demons, flumps, people who were either defenseless or persecuted. There are many people outside this village who would see it destroyed. So why would you rig a sortition then? Because I have seen the minds of the people who live here. Some of them are filled with darkness. Some of them are filled with ambition. And some of them are empty. <laughs> Truly empty fools who can be prodded into doing what is right. <sighs> Ruth... That is not how you make a democracy. Yes, because they're not votes. <laughs> Look. <laughs> <sighs> you don't you don't get to be the arbiter of what is right. Your job here is as a doctor, not as a dictator. Look, Ruth, I could ask you a bunch of questions about why you're doing this and I'm sure they would all just boil down to for the greater good so instead I'm going to ask you is this the first time you've done this or has this been going on a, a while before any of your time and at this point Ruth pointedly looks at Aze and says if I recall it was Master Voya's idea it was her idea that only certain individuals could be trusted to be put into the governorship. As a being that consists entirely of individuals who all vote for a decision, what you've done is irreparably harmful. Even I, an inhuman hive mind, knows this. Are you going to do something if we want to tell everyone that you did this? Because we have to. Because what you're doing, it's not okay. If you wish to tell the village, I do not have the power to stop you. I do not have any power at all. That is what this is about. I only can affect 
my environment in a very limited way. And yet you still infected it in the worst way you could possibly do within your power. It is not only me. That is what I am saying. There are other people involved, some more powerful than I, and you expose their secrets at your own risk. Someone has to expose the secrets of the powerful at their own risk, because if nobody will, then the powerful can oppress the weak, and that is not justice. The problem, the, uh, uh, the, the problem with that is that we don't know who else is involved in this. If we don't know, then they can silence us. Well, to that point, Arze, let's let's get back to Ruth. Who else is involved? Why are you being cryptic? Why just just tell just tell us? I would love to. As I've said, the magic of this therapy literally prevents me. You are saying that these are people who are powerful enough to put our lives in danger. Yes. Okay, that's clue number one, Moist Watch. <laughs> She'll say, I would, I do not ask that you trust me. I have abused your trust. However, if Voya's trust meant anything to you, Aze, I would ask that you consider not destroying what little defense we have here. Do you know how many kingdoms would love to sweep up Mount Grendel and take what we have here to control the portal? The only connection to a world of bountiful riches undefended? All, all I want to say to you, Ruth, is can you not see, can you see it from our side? Because right now we've got you admitting that you interfered with and for, for years have been interfering with the agreed-upon system of how we pick who's in charge, and you cannot tell us why you have done it, or what you are protecting us from, or what steps we can take to uh, counteract that problem. You're giving us nothing to work with other than trust me and let me keep manipulating the town to mysterious ends for with no explanation. Can you understand what position you're putting us in? Mm. You know the boundaries of your own magic and what you can't tell us and what you can tell us. So if we're being pragmatic about this, from your point of view, the best way for us to agree with you and, and want to uphold your conspiracy is if we can understand it. So the best thing we can do is learn more. Do you see? You should tell us what you can tell us. Could I, like, roll persuasion or something? Because I feel like that's where this is... <laughs> uh, I rolled a 28 to try and help persuade. Well, first you rolled a minus 8, but that was wrong. <laughs> With a 28 roll, uh, there is a way you can uh, frame this in which she can give you something useful to help you here. Specifically, I'll say, Neelith, if you if because you rolled the 28 here on persuasion, if you can uh, ask who in the village... Uh, that you can talk to who can give you uh, a view of this which will, is not bound by this magic. She can give you a name. Look, Ruth, we want to understand why you did this and we want to believe that you had a good reason and that there is, there is, a, there is some logic behind what you've done. So 
If you could tell us someone we could talk to that might help us to understand what's going on, that would really help, because right now, you're asking a lot of us. It is too much to ask for you to trust me without concrete details, without proof. I understand this. If you would like a specific anecdote which proves the need for what Voya and I have done, ask Pastor Very about the calamities in this village which have been avoided, and you will see how many lives we have saved. Okay. Okay. No fleeing town until we get back. <laughs> you do not understand, Neelith. You can shape the world with your mind and shoot powerful magics and bring beasts to heal. If I leave Grendel, I will be dead by nightfall. You can never understand what it is to be a flumpf. I understand what it is to manipulate other people's minds. The only thing stopping me from doing it to you is I was told it was wrong. But is it wrong to do it to someone who does it to others? Or is it justice? Think on that the next time you see me. Oh my god, do you want to roll intimidation? Yes! <laughs> that was in the chamber. It's un- oh I have a god. negative one intimidation, so it's going to go poorly, but it's five. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think rather than having fear struck into her heart uh, by you, she just feels kind of ashamed and is like, <laughs> you're not wrong, Slime. I can only apologize so many times, but hopefully when you hear Vary's story, y- even if you do not thank me, you will understand. Or I understand justice. Do you? Can you explain no. justice to me? No. <laughs> also... <laughs> For, for the record, Ruth, my parents moved here because we are tiny bird people. I am a three and a half foot owl woman with hollow bones. I do have some idea what you are talking about. Uh, she finishes her tea and begins to clean up the, the table. This is why I don't come to therapy, Ruth. <laughs> Can't trust therapists. Does the party go see Pastor Vary? Or... Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm rocking ahead. I'm like, let's do it. All right. Yeah. You run out of the Carmack and towards Varys. You see the good neighbor outside is just double birdsing the igloo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the genius knows enough about uh, religion or theology to even design an ironic (laughs) weapon. It's just just pure (laughs) disdain. Uh, And so you can all crawl in through the entrance into the surprisingly spacious igloo down here. Very, who's a large pig man, uh, is sitting in front of a, the altar with the three figures on it, bird, uh, snake, uh, cat, and maybe uh, burning some incense, maybe reading a book. Hey, Very, we are here to um, ask you questions dryly and nicely, and it's not an interrogation. Not us, not the wet ones. We will ask you wetly. Oh, yeah, we're going to be so wet with how we ask our questions, you ain't going to know what happened to you. It's going to be mildly uncomfortable. You know, kids these days love to get wet, but you know who's the real moistness in our hearts? He pulls out a folding chair and turns it around and sits on it as he faces you all coming into his igloo. (laughs) You, when we're done questioning you, 
Well, I was going to say the lords, and he gestures towards the figures, but I am wet in their name, if that helps. <laughs> Look, we're all wet for the lords. Listen, we have questions about sortition rigging. I understood several of those words. Uh, rigging is like uh, stuff you climb on in a ship. Questions are things that the lords have answers for. Uh, Ruth, Ruth told us. We know what's been going on with um, so the the pre-approved selection of who's going to get pulled out the governor's bucket. I have a plus seven uh, uh, on I, insight, I, and I wanted to, yeah, like, sorry, you you have you're gonna. The, uh, I'll also, also, also pose the question first before I say anything. Yeah, roll in, roll insight. Oh, catastrophic roll. Oh, a no. nat one, so I got an eight. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Come on. Come on now. Okay, so we got a botch and a 14. So half of the people who tried passed. I'll say, Aze, you do get the sense that uh, when Neil starts talking about sortition, Oz, uh, Vary has no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Mm. Uh, Ruth didn't say he was in on it. Ruth just said to ask him about the uh, cataclysm that's yeah. been avoided. So you start asking about sortition and rigging, and he's he's genuinely flummoxed. But okay. because f- because Philip botched, I think you take the flummoxing, uh, the flummoxed reaction uh, extremely personally, and you <laughs> You're just like, oh, this is him. He's on it. He killed Master Voya. Get his ass. <laughs> okay, okay, Moistwatch. I think we have to get his ass in some form. We have not yet decided the method of justice in this town, so we're going to non-specifically get his ass. Let's go, Moistwatch. Philippa. Prepare to have your ass got, Pigman. Philippa. Okay. Yes. My head hurts. A lot. And this yell- Join the club. And, and this yelling is not helping it. Oh, is that Philippa from from youth group? How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I've been studying exchange in uh, different populations. Oh, yeah. I heard you were hanging out with the frost giants. <sighs> Heretics, but lovely people. <laughs> eh. They pray to a god and eat food like everybody else. But bigger. So much bigger. <laughs> Why aren't we getting his ass? I suppose we haven't decided how to get the ass yet. Uh, pa- Pastor Very, I... Uh, there's things that are troubling me as of late, and I require uh, insight into the ways of the world. Your head wound is troubling me, son. You might want to get that looked at. Ozzy will just remark and then stagger over and slumps into one of the pews. Slime walks up to Ozzy and says, Ozzy, the pain of having your mind invaded and betrayed must have been terrible. I would never do that without your permission. That being said, <laughs> can I lick your head wound? I should say this is a great opportunity to roll hit dice and heal if you want to. <laughs> As slime puts her corpse tongue on your. Well, noggin. I have to get permission first. Uh huh. I don't have any hit die left. Oh, we had a short. We had a short rest. You can have one of my my little healing foods. All right, Ozzy. Uh, is eased up a little bit here. Ozzy just sort of sits and then looks at very cautiously. He will. He will say. It's like he'll say. The wound upon my head is 
only very lickable is <laughs> is uh is docile in the face of the wounds I suffer in my in my spirit on a daily basis. I I feel that there is some grand sense of dread looming upon me, and I'm not sure if this sense of impending doom is something that is familiar to others around in Grendel. Yeah, so I was one. I was thinking at this point, um, I might still think that he's under the con- uh, part of the conspiracy, but I probably would have remembered what Ruth had specifically told us to ask based on what, uh, like, pick, I probably would have picked up what Aze was trying to do. Um... And be like, yeah, listen, we are um, doing important justice work here, but we need to know about the ways that the village has already been protected from threats because we are trying to figure out our own justice system. And potentially cataclysmic level threats that most people in the village don't know about, but that you might know about. We heard from someone that you know. Varia looks very excited when you say about cataclysmic threats that have been averted. And he says, well, yes, we, our blessings have been bountiful over the years. You know, the, the lords are always giving me uh, visions and prophecies and revelations. Sometimes just one revelation. People often say revelations plural, but it's really a singular revelation with multiple parts uh, of uh, calamities. And, you know, we've always had strong leadership who act on my visions and uh oh we've saved the village n- numerous times has uh gg helped you uh, save the village well not yet he's just gotten into office but he said you know he started the moist watch and i if you count that business with the baku as saving the village i guess that's his first uh savior event you know how how about Potter? What did he do to save the village? Oh, Potter, you you weren't here when that happened. Oh, it's a great story. No, I was living with some orcs, yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Potter used to brag about you all the time. Uh, but back, oh. back when he was governor, I had this vision of uh, Marina's house exploding uh, and just, just wiping the village off the map, just killing everyone. And I, t- I told Potter about this. And he, you know, he took it seriously. You know, he has a, a an open mind, and he's very, uh, very adaptable. Even if he doesn't share uh, my faith, you know, our faith. <laughs> he opens that up to all of you, just without your input. <laughs> our faith. Uh, and he says, "Oh, your faith." Yeah. And he says, uh, "You know, uh, Potter. You know, let everyone know about this vision, even though it seemed like people didn't believe me." And then, you know, what happened? Uh, Shoko, the gremlin from the the trash yard, the trash heap, uh, came by. Yeah, and she gave me this. Uh, this, and he, he like goes, he like crawls back into the tunnel of his igloo towards like his personal room, and like go retrieves a box from under his bed with like some personal keepsakes, just like a, a ring, uh, a little card, uh, a dried flowers, like nothing particularly interesting. And he pulls out a key, a metal key, and brings it back to you and shows you all and says. Uh, that Shoko gave it to him. And, you know, she told me that uh, thanks to my vision, uh, the danger had been averted. Oh. How, how, what does the key have to do with your vision? Oh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, you know, just got to trust in the mysterious ways of the lords. She said that 
the word had gotten to her and that I should keep this safe and that someday I would know what to do with it. Uh, I have an advantage on, like, a... What is it? Blah, 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 a plus four in religion? Mm-hmm. Could I convince him that I am the thing he... Like, I am the purpose he was waiting for to give the key to someone? Me? Yeah, please do. Me, Philippa? Yeah, okay. I would love this. Uh, great. Oh, please, 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 please. My rolls have been oh, garbage oh, today. Please, would you like me to on. give you bardic inspiration to help with this? Please do, um, yes. Just a sec, what do I give you? Uh, you have a um, D8. And, Add an extra D8. And, and very, I think, I think you know what you have to do with the key is right in front of you. 20. Praise be! Uh, yeah, so I've been waiting for this day and just hoping, and here you are, Philippa, you're back in the village. It's a, a case for a beautiful celebration, and I'd be, I'd be just tickled pink if you'd have this key. Thank you so much. It is what the lords want. If they were real, yes, thank you. And she takes <laughs> the key. Uh, so as soon as it touches your hand, you are struck by the uh, almost supernatural lightness of it. This whatever this is made out of is a metal that you've never encountered. <laughs> you say it's struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> You're not struck by lightning, no. But the, the metal or whatever this is key is made out of is uh, profoundly unusual to you. Okay, cool. Uh, and and she would pick up the ring out of the box and she would be like, "And how is this ring going to destroy the village?" Oh no, that's my parents'. Uh, they passed. Anyway, tra- see you tragi- very bye. Thanks <laughs> tragically. For the key. That was no, cool. I pl- please bring the ring back. <laughs> <laughs> she flies away. Um, <laughs> um, oh, okay. Never, never mind. Is it only the key that, that it would have destroyed the village? No, I don't keep a kind of like evidence dungeon in my igloo. No, that was. <laughs> You aren't an SCP in a shoebox. Okay. Good. He pulls out another chair, turns it around, sits down on it, and says, <laughs> uh, I would love if you'd have the key, but everything else is mine. And the Lord's, of course. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise. Amen. <laughs> Hypothetically, I could roll high enough to convince him that it was the Lord's will. I could have his parents' wedding <laughs> ring. Um, <laughs> <let's>... <laughs> Dude, Sophie's just threatening me. <laughs> um... <laughs> Hey everyone, let's go talk about this key. We're uh, in a holy place that the lords want us to. See you very, thank you. Yeah, so the rest of you pile out of the igloo with this strange metal key. Um, and you now have all of the things you need to solve this mystery. Um, c- good luck. <laughs> good luck talking <laughs> about it. So, um, was not um, Shoko went to get uh, something from um from marina before and um and the obelisk didn't work but now we have alcohol and now we have a key could this be to do with the obelisk or or it could to have to do with marina's place now that uh philippa said that out loud i'll say neelith you you can see the key and it's like oh that absolutely fits in the obelisk. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's an obelisk key. I I know my obelisks. 
you, you did crit on the obelisk investigation. I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to take away for you anyone figuring out that connection and having the looking smart moment. But yeah, mm-hmm. Philippa said it out loud. Yeah. So, <laughs> so get, get, not, realizing that this is the key for the obelisk, can we re, re go over what the pastor said about this key as a summary? Uh, yeah. Um, Vary said that. This key was brought to him by Shoko after he had a vision that Marina's house was going to explode and destroy the entire village. And Potter believed him and nobody else did. And he thinks it was related to that. And we know that Shoko went five years ago to get something from Marina's house. The engine from 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 what it used to be. Also, Slime, because of your comprehend language on that sign, I think you recognize that uh, the key probably says, like, engine key on it. Ooh! Sorry, I got very excited. No, that's perfect. I love I love the enthusiasm. Can- canonically, would that mean that Slime was licking the key? I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put some timings together in my head from what we know. Did this key and the vision and the, the vision of Marina's house exploding... Was that at about the time that the, hey, this is five years ago, I'm trying to find some metal for an engine happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, 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 five years ago would have been while Potter was in charge, yes. Because mm. what I'm trying to puzzle out right now is, if we start the monolith, are we going to accidentally blow up Marina's house five years in the past? <laughs> Somehow. No, no. Like, 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 like does, does Neela say that out loud? I, th- I think Neelith asks it out loud, just to sort of, like, uh, are we, uh, this key was apparently, there was a vision that it was going to do terrible village-ending things. Are we sure we should use it? It already didn't do terrible village-ending things, and philosophically I ascribe to a determinist point of view. The only conclusion I can think of is that the obelisk is built from the engine that used to be in Marina's ship. And that's why this key was what works for it, because it used to be the key to the engine when it was in Marina's ship. I, I, I just want to be sure that, that by doing this, we're not going to bring about the very destruction that... Well, there is no way to know if or whether or not it will do that. If we die, we die. <laughs> I would like to I would like to point out j- just before anything um if this is a sincere concern we should also point out that there are flumps who will probably um really 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 want to turn the key on or whatever we do with the key and so we should be sure of our decision beforehand flumps who think your friend was a god yeah, that's why I'm I'm bringing it up now. Like, I'm going to be honest. There is a bit of my head that just goes, "I'm not going to be happy unless I know what this monolith does," because I, I fundamentally want to trust that the genius was trying to do the right thing, whether their methods were right or wrong. And I, um. I know I'm the one who brought the concerns up, but also I know that I need to turn that key in that thing and find out what it does. I'm just, when it goes wrong, I want to have deniability that, like, I, I said it would go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you, you understand what I'm on about, well, right? you could always just register your complaints and then give the key to 
uh, whoever, Ke- Kevin and Kabloom, and then they will probably turn it anyway. I mean, I'm going to turn the key. It's my obelisk. I found the obelisk. Oh. I, feel, I feel very ownership <laughs> over this. It's not my obelisk. I know this, but also I want to turn the key. <laughs> if that's okay with everyone, can I turn the key? <laughs> if Slime is done licking it, you can do what you like with it. Only death reigns eternal. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, look. We've not been told anything by either Ruth or by the pastor that suggests don't turn the key, so I'm going to turn the key. Did you say death reigns eternal? Yeah, only death reigns eternal. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wow, slime is cool. (laughs) Aze, otherwise, uh, Aze does not offer any resistance, but he seems very downtrodden at this point. Um regardless as uh we make our way over to the workshop all right uh so you all go back to the geniuses to finish this arc uh you have the fuel for the monolith you have the key i think as you approach you can hear uh the sounds of kaboom and kablam uh working away somewhere in fact i think there's like the the, the smashing of bottles uh, because Kaboom and Kablam are taking all the alcohol Potter brought and uh, feeding it into the the obelisk. I think right into the mouth part of Genius's face, which has been built into it. <laughs> They're all just dumping bottle after bottle in. Um, and you are the la- You have the key, which is the last piece of the puzzle here. Um, and so you you can go down into the basement and see them. Uh, they still have their chainsaw and slingshot in their tentacles. Uh, they they've never seen them without them. Um, and you, when you walk in, they say, Hello again, friends of the god genius. Have you returned for good? We we have, and we think we're ready to to activate the obelisk. The god genius's inventions were made to be activated. Wherever you are, genius, I'm putting my faith in you that this is this is something good. Neilith, you see that uh, there's the little display with the fuel gauge is now full. Uh, the, the genius's obelisk is completely <laughs> full to the gills with booze. Uh, where does the key, where does the key slot in? Is it like an eye socket of the face? <laughs> I, I think I up one nostril. <laughs> <laughs> if if there'd been a whole body, I was gonna say the belly button. I don't know why the belly button feels right, but I, I'm gonna say right nostril. Wait. If this kills us all, I, would, I want to have said this before I die. yippee Kaye, turn the key. <laughs> I turn the key. The, the graphene key, I'm just going to say graphene because that's obviously what it is. Uh, you put it into the slot that has been here the whole time. You turn it. Uh, and from the four modules uh, that Shoko built, uh, they all begin blinking and flashing lights, and purple lightning begins coming out in little fits and starts, like little arcs at first, but getting bigger and bigger as the obelisk uh, does the trademark genius of Grendel uh, Beyblade scream. As it begins kind of uh, moving upward, as if it was like a growing, like a tree in fast motion, the whole workshop shaking as the lightning uh, sparks higher and higher and the whole building uh, it begins uh, just quaking. And uh, Kaboom and Kablam are ecstatic. Yes, yes, now we get to see the god genius's invention 
firsthand. I'm so excited, kaboom. Oh, I know, kablam. Uh, lightning, lightning, lightning. The obelisk is rising. What do you do? Philip adapts. <laughs> All right. Last chance, got to dab. <laughs> you get five bonus uh, temporary hit points for dabbing. <laughs> um, you notice Kaboom and Kablam do not seem overly concerned, but everything is being shaken off the shelves uh, and the lightning is getting bigger. Uh, Neelith crosses two of her tentacles and just hopes and prays that she made the right judgment call. Hmm. How much is it, like, is it shaking enough where the ground is? I'm trying to find a reason to get Ozzy to fall and hit the ground. Okay, uh, <laughs> well, no, he already did it. He already did. He was knocked <laughs> unconscious, so that, that counter still rises. So, True. yeah, I got one, one in. in. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Philippa, when you searched the junkyard, you, I uh, remember, rolled particularly well because your head swiveled all the way around. Uh, and True. You, f- you found that sigil uh, that was burned, which uh, seemed to be some kind of uh, portal opening sigil and it had been altered um so you have that amongst you know the various clues you picked out throughout the arc and i would say uh wherever it is in your bag or your personal effects it begins glowing and also emitting some purple lightning oh shit okay uh in that case like i guess she would take it out and she says it's the sigil is doing something Ozzy is going to look at the sigil to see if there's anything he can kind of discern from how it looks currently, if there's anything other than the fact that it's glowing and sparking off lightning. I mean, it's glowing, it's sparking off lightning, and you have seen it in action once before. The genius opened up a path mm-hmm. to the Dal core, mm-hmm. the, the dreamland, um, and it, you get the sense it's about to do something very similar. I have a feeling that this is going to uh, end up pulling us somewhere. Should we all hold hands? <laughs> As you say that, you hear a voice say, No, idiot! I'm coming out! Oh, it's Shoko, it's Shoko. Oh, yeah. heck! Yeah. Shoko! Yeah, uh, so you're holding the sigil up, you see the the lightning coming off and getting you know, stronger and stronger, and then the sigil snaps in half with an explosion. Uh, having been used too many times in rapid succession, it is destroyed as a portal opens up and Shoko the Gremlin leaps out. Uh, she is a almost rabbit-like humanoid, sm- the smallest person in the village, long ears, uh, welding goggles. Uh, she actually is sporting some items that are familiar to you, uh, not with hers necessarily. Uh, uh, in one hand, she holds a book, uh, which has clearly been burned, uh, you know, dec- uh, centuries, millennia ago, an ancient mm-hmm. tome burned black by some uh, forgotten fire. And the other hand has a glove on it, tipped each finger with uh, sewing needles which are hooked into some arcane system, which both crackles and cackles with power. Uh, Chris was very specific about this glove when the genius made it. Cool glove. It's very unsettling. Uh, Where or when have you been? (laughs) Five years ago, bitches. That stands to reason. Does wearing Freddy Krueger's glove give you, make you say his catchphrases? <laughs> Maybe I need to do some more experiments. Maybe it's just how I am. <laughs> also, hello, Philip. I didn't know you were back. Hey, nice to see you. I've been studying economies and justice. 
As long as you're not dropping rocks into the gears. Disreputable little child. Hey, I mostly drop small animals and drinks bottles. <laughs> okay, well, that's adding a dimension to Philippa, huh? <laughs> Nasty little ne'er-do-well. Well, we should get out of here. As she looks around at the, the shop, which is like shaking itself apart as the obelisk breaks through the, the basement and up into the first floor and continues rising. All right. Well, uh, Aze will try scrambling out with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you notice Kaboom and Kablam make no effort to leave the basement. Naturally. <laughs> glorious. Yes, glorious. <laughs> A miracle. <laughs> Enjoy staying down in the basement so that we don't have to change the uh, the sign at the front of town that says how many people live here. <laughs> It was nice to meet you both. Have fun blasting off again. <laughs> oh, we will. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Why did they say it like that? <laughs> uh, as you get up to the first floor, you see that the walls are not just shaking, but uh, almost reorienting themselves. Like as if everything in the shop, the walls, the furniture, the experiments are all made out of like Legos that are being pulled apart and put back together in different ways. Hmm. How long did it take you to bring me back? From my perspective, I was only gone a couple of minutes. Months? Years? Yeah. I, it, li literally just, just a day. Ah, smarter than I thought. But not smart enough. The genius would have solved it in an hour. I mean, we also got sidetracked with a whole other very different thing to deal with on the way. We, we, we've been multitasking. There's a bunch of big machines all over town that we scrapped, and they're just sort of lying around. It's funny you say that, because as you exit the workshop, uh, you are all struck by the, the image of all the good neighbors walking towards you. All uh, 14 of them are marching including towards... Including the ones that we, we destroyed. Yep, the, like the one whose uh, spine you snapped with the uh, anaconda is crawling with its like arms across the ground. The one that was wrapped up in webbing is just rolling uh, like a log. <laughs> just like that popular tale, Iron Giant. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yes, like the ones you left alone are just walking regularly and the ones you thrashed are doing whatever is within their power to come back. Summoned by the obelisk, which now busts through the ceiling of the workshop. <laughs> <laughs> the genius's face uh, is now grimacing at the whole village as purple lightning shoots out of it from every direction. And the, the building continually breaks apart and rebuilds itself in new, exciting orientations. Hey, Shoko, what's about to happen? <laughs> well, it's an experiment, you terrible little child. You don't know what the results are until you finish it. Okay, but what is it trying to see will happen? Y yeah, usually experiments have like a hypothesis, an expected predicted result. <laughs> the genius wishes to harness the power of the machine. And I've worked on a failsafe for the good neighbors, just in case they aren't ready yet. Okay, um, can you level with us about, um, what the, the best possible and worst possible outcomes are here? The best possible outcome is the genius becomes god of time and space and bends reality to their will. Yay! <laughs> the worst outcome is we need to clean a big mess. No! Okay, I think those are 
uh, we have to have a conversation about best and worst, but those are outcomes. Uh, Aze will then remark and say, <laughs> what, what is the interest of the machine in this case? The machine is an enigma. We've studied it all of our lives and we don't understand it. Do you expect me to explain the machine to a mortal? Yes. It's far beyond you, Hobgoblin. <sighs> you won't, I won't know if I can't understand it until you make an effort to explain it. The machine. Bend space and time. What else is there to understand? That didn't seem very complicated. That's not what I asked. <laughs> I like you, Sly. <laughs> uh, Philippa would like to turn it back to uh, Shoko and be like, Hey, so um, I'm feeling like I would like a big mess to clean up because I don't know how I'm feeling about uh, someone becoming a literal god of space and time. But, you know, you guys have known the genius for longer, so... Uh, votes, maybe? If he becomes the god of space and time, he can clean it up for us. The good neighbors finish uh, coming from all across the village to sit in a ring around the workshop, which is still changing um, second by second. The obelisk reaches its maximum height. It is now like a, you know an antenna sticking out of this uh, constantly reorganizing building. And the lightning begins to calm down a little. Um, but this this commotion, this building, which is tearing itself apart as, uh, you know, extremely powerful time magic arcs all around, is drawing some attention. And you see villagers begin to uh, approach as well. What? How are we feeling, Moistwatch? This is sure seeming om ominous and, like, that was maybe a bad idea. I don't know. I am happy to go with your... your judgments because you guys have known the genius for a lot longer i think that they try and do the right thing i think that the good neighbors were were a genuine attempt to be helpful to be positive to be supportive in their absence i want to believe that they wouldn't do this if this was going to hurt us but i also know that they do not always think about the consequences of what they're doing, and they sometimes do things that they think are helpful that are actually quite dangerous and, and, and threatening. So their attempt to be helpful to the village was, and she would just point at Ozzy's gaping skull wound. Hmm. So the question is, we have two bodies who claim that they would be doing what is best for the village, and the question is, who do we trust? when both are claiming to have the same goal and are using different means that might be dangerous to achieve those goals. As you say that, you hear three blasts from the moist signal. As Governor Gigi arrives on the scene, with the, the bagpipe in <laughs> hand, uh, three blasts is meant to gather the village. Hey! There's a big obelisk, and it's going to make the genius into a god of space and time. Maybe. Somewhere between that and... Somewhere between that and making a big mess. There's a big spectrum between the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
The governor uh, looks around to the assembled villagers who are still like arriving on the scene of this quite uh, wild spectacle of a building constantly breaking and reassembling itself as a obelisk with the genius's face rises out of it. Um, and he, he walks up and he, uh, you know, Governor G sees this, sees the people and decides now's the time to make a speech. And he says, <laughs> fellow Grendelians, I've been waiting to receive word of all the evidence in the case before making a judgment. But it appears that the time is now. We must, we must charge the genius of Grendel with all of their crimes. We must see justice done. And you hear a murmur run through the crowd of people going like, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. My robot was flipping me off. <laughs> that, I saw that robot <laughs> take a chunk out of uh, Aze's head. Yeah, everyone's mumbling. Uh, look, ev everyone, I know that the, 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 the good neighbor robots have not necessarily gone to plan, but I will defend the fact that I think the genius was trying to help, was trying to support us, was trying to be a good friend in their absence. I do not think it was an act of malice. He is a benevolent god. Neelith, the the Drow and Toril have a saying about good intentions, you know. Good intentions suck massive turds. <laughs> <laughs> we have an entire season about that. Season two is about the Drow mm. saying that. I I I know I know that good intentions don't 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 mean mean I I know that good in, good good intentions don't don't erase the consequences I'm I I want to see the I want to see the good in my friend I want to see the good in my friend Gigi has not yet heard the evidence and we will discuss lots of ed evidence later but also the robots have been pretty garbo the governor says, thank you, Neelith, for your contribution. That's exactly what I would expect from the upstanding moist watch, which I established to bring order to this community. So I will begin by reading the indictment and then we the shall move on The genius was part of the moist watch. You can't praise the moist watch without praising the genius. Without him, we have a dangerous balance of wet versus dry. I have made things very wet. Yeah, you hear you hear people, um, you know, muttering amongst themselves about this. They're like, "Yeah, the genius did protect us." And someone says, "You know, oh, so they're just covering for their friend, huh? How many of us will have to die before they would, uh, you know, throw the genius under the bus?" All of you. Uh, <laughs> Listen, friends, <laughs> I don't think we actually have to condemn the genius to stop him from, from to stop them from becoming the god of space and time, which I think. It's not unreasonable to say that we don't actually want. Now, now, Moist Watch, we shall have time for the reading of evidence and the testimony shortly. Allow me to read the charges. First, assault. Second, battery. Third, destruction of private property. Fourth, destruction of public property. Fifth, menacing. Sixth, uh, it just like reads a bunch of, uh, you know, minor petty stuff, just like mm -hmm. uh, sp sp spitting in public, rolling over the daisies in the flower bed. <laughs> so like it gets it gets more and more petty as it goes on. Shoko, would the genius be in any danger if we stopped the experiment? <laughs> you think you could stop the machine? It's too late, you dummy. Look. Uh and the 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 building is like fully a flurry of activity now. 
you don't get yeah i actually read the description of this ability with the monolith last week and i think i did specifically say you construct a a tall indestructible monolith oh my god mm-hmm. okay well that resolves that one um <laughs> Yeah, so who will speak? So basically, as this building is doing this cool thing in the background, the the villagers of Grendel have assembled for a trial in absentia. Who will speak first? Uh, Neelith is going to turn to uh, the governor and simply say, you can't have a trial for someone who is not here to defend themselves. The genius is missing. I don't know what end goal you think you're getting out of doing a trial for someone who is not here to have any consequences. If you want to have consequences for them, wait until we find out where they are and what's happened to them, and let them face their accuser. And you also tasked us with with determining what a justice system would look like. How are you going to have justice when we haven't yet figured it out? Okay. First, you actually can try someone when they're not president. It's called in absentia. Second- Well, you shouldn't. I <laughs> I have tasked you all with your with uh, generating uh, suggestions for the democracy uh, for the justice system here in Grendel, and the floor is open if you wish to contribute them now. Uh, this is a collaborative process with everybody, and Gigi, you know, gestures to the crowd. Okay, well, in the I I'm trying to pick a random D and D race to. Dump, dump this one on. Um, what's the? Uh... You're pulling. You're gonna pull a marina. I see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, in um, in cobalt society that I studied, their exchange one exchange was a an exchange of justice. When a crime was committed against one party, that party would go to a mediator, and the mediator would. Have it known that this crime was committed by the perpetrator, and the victim could claim, you know, a uh, right to retribution, to 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 kill if someone had been killed, to take back money if mon- if something was stolen. But they would not do this because an eye for an eye makes us all blind, and to to tell the mediator and for it to be the public record was enough in and of itself. While this is going on, I have. I'm curious if I, if or whether or not I know something. Um, are there any languages that only the governor speaks in town? Is this something I I would be able to know? Yeah, I, th- I think you probably know that the governor speaks uh, infernal and abyssal, which are I think probably unique to them. Uh, I know infernal. All right. Okay. In that case. Um, oh, gosh. Neelith in Infernal is going to shout at the governor. I don't know if you know this, but your being... Your becoming the governor was rigged. Wow, interesting. Oofa. Uh, the, go- the governor obviously seems startled by this, like, uh, as if you had sucker punched him, he takes a step back. Um... Uh, and seems at a loss for words. Um, and hmm. at this point, I continue and I simply say, we have gone through a lot today. We have found out a lot. There is a lot happening in this town. Can you give us just a minute and not try and do a trial for our friend who is missing and we don't know where they are? 
and we've got this monolith that we need to work out what to do with. There are better things to be dealing with right now than you wanting to stage a big public thing for someone who's not even here to defend themselves. I will tell you what I know about what's happened. Just give us a minute. And Philip has still been, like, lecturing the crowd on different justice systems <laughs> she studied in the meantime, and she's wrapping up being like, And that was the Genasi one, but it was kind of silly, and it involved a lot of baking, which really is very time-consuming for a, 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 a justice system. I thought you were going to say Shard Archive. That would, have been a, that would have been a season three call back then. No. <laughs> okay, so... Governor Gigi has an important choice to make here. You've you've presented a bombshell piece of information. He has the whole stage, a lot's at stake. He looks deep inside of himself. I think uh, this is the Emmy moment for whatever actor is playing Gigi in the HBO adaptation of them having to decide what kind of person they are. Kit Harrington. <laughs> and Governor Gigi says, "Assemble Gridellians." An important piece of information has just been brought to my attention, and you all deserve to know. The legitimacy of my office has been called into question, and I move that we add this to the floor right now for everybody. And so instead of trying to hide from this or to bring you aside privately to try to sweep it under the rug, uh, Gigi puts it all out there because uh, he does genuinely want to do the best job. Uh, as Ruth said, uh, he's just kind of a head empty <laughs> do-gooder. Yeah, that was that was the judgment call that was made. That may have been that may have been the wrong thing to do. But Neelith took a gamble on. Does Gigi know that this is the case or not? Yeah, no, that could have broken a number of ways. He could have been like, "Silence, fool! You mortal! I'll kill you!" Uh, <laughs> or he could have just been like, "Oh, sidebar. Let's uh, yeah. let's talk about this." But he was just like, "No, everyone needs to know." There's gonna be consequences now. Fuck. Sorry, everyone. Mm. Philippa says quietly to Neela, "Like, good job. I, I was, I was filibustering. That's a portmanteau of fantasy filibustering." <laughs> Ruth shakes her head mournfully in the background, and Governor Gigi says to you, "Neelith, please address, uh, j- uh, address your fellow Grandelians and illuminate us." Okay, I didn't. I didn't, I wasn't ready for this to be a big public thing. I thought I was going to have a conversation with, um, with, with the governor about this, but okay, I guess we're doing this. Um, this, the, the sortition system by which we have been selecting who will be the governor has for a very long time been rigged by parties that assure they are trying to do so for the greater good, but have, regardless had a controlling stake in who is in charge here. I don't know whether they were right or wrong to do so. I was hoping I could have this be something that I talked to the governor about in private and, you know, worked through the rest of the investigation, but I guess it is a thing. Um, And uh, as you say that, Ruth floats up and interrupts and says... Of course you would want to have it in private. Ruth, you're the one! Because you do not wish to be accountable to your fellow villagers. Just as when the genius was being brought to justice for all to see, you wished to squash those proceedings. You think because you can kill anyone at any time, rules do not apply to you. Ruth? Yes? Look, does anyone in town, (laughs) does anyone in town know Zone of Truth? Put me under Zone of Truth Mm -hmm. right now. 
Ruth is the one who told me this. Ruth is the one who has been picking who is in charge here. Uh, I think very uh, like sleds into the scene on a folding chair and is just like, well, you know, I could cast Zone of Truth. Yeah, Zone of Zone of Truth, me. Do it now. Yeah, Zone. Of, I mean, <laughs> yeah, very says. Well, sweet lords, a beautiful cat, <laughs> a sleek uh, snake, and... And a dog or something. <laughs> I just want to just pre-bless this village and all its inhabitants, and we just want to thank you for all your blessings, and we just want to say you're doing a great job. You know, <laughs> bless up, prayers up, hashtag stronger together, powerful, hashtag faith, hashtag community, hashtag Grendel, uh, and uh, thank you for everything you do for us. Uh, amen. And uh, gives uh, Neilith a little pat on the head. Ruth has been has been magically enchanting the, the sortition to decide who's going to be in charge as governor. I believe that they are doing so for a positive... For, for what they believe is for a positive reason. I did not know this before now. I... I do not agree with them making the decision that they should be able to unilaterally decide what is best for the people of our our village, but they cannot tell me or us why they have done this, and we are still trying to understand it. There is something going on in Grendel, and I believe that Ruth is trying to prevent something bad happening, but the reality is that Ruth has made the judgement call that they are in a position to decide for us all who... To, to override our system of choosing who's in charge. Yeah. Ruth says, Very, zone of truth me. And Very says, Hello, sweet lords, I'm back. I just want to hit you up again and get you a little quick hit of the magic. You know how it is. In uh, the background, people say, Get on with it! Welcome to the zone of truth! <laughs> A lot of needy souls out here, hashtag <laughs> charity, hashtag volunteer, hashtag giving back. And so I just want to ask you for a zone of truth again. Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Pat's Ruth on the head. Uh, Ruth also can't lie because zone of truth. And she looks out on the crowd and she says, By the time summer arrives in the village, several of you will be dead. And it is Neilis' fault. And that's all she says. Ruth, I am sorry. I did not think that. I did not think that the governor would turn around and just say this to everyone. I was. Maybe I fucked up here, but it is what it is. You put me in this position by subverting the rule of law in this town and not being able to help me understand why you've done it. Governor Gigi steps up and says, speaking of the rule of law, dat me up with some zone of truth, very my guy. Thank you very much. Nope. That's enough. Don't, don't say anymore. Uh, I guess <laughs> in accordance with the rule of law, I'm going to need to step down as governor as is tradition. There will be a, three-week period of transition, uh, and then we will decide a new governor by sortition. So that's the appropriate procedure there, the protocols there, everything is accounted for. Thank you very much, Neelith, for your 
contributions. Now, we have added charges to this case. Uh, of course, subverting our electoral process is a charge now leveled against Ruth under Zone of Truth. Um, there is still the matter of the genius of Grendel to solve, though. And while I'm under Zone of Truth, I may as well testify what I was going to say before this other matter came so violently to the fore. I will say now under Zone of Truth, the genius of Grendel attacked me in my own home, harmed me physically, destroyed my property, and also attempted to interfere with the electoral system in the village. So one assumes whatever punishment and penalty we're going to be assessing Ruth with uh, will be the starting point for the genius's own sentence, which will then be compounded. So, I, uh, I, I would like to argue one thing. We would not have found out about the electoral fraud that has happened in Grendel if not for the genius knowing there was something wrong with the box. The genius is the reason why we knew to try and find out what was happening with the box in the first place. I think at this point, Very, who is very anti-genius of Grendel, I think steps up and says, uh, Neelith, don't you think it's a little strange that you keep trying to get the genius of Grendel out of any punishment? Is it because they're also a member of the Moist Watch? No, I am not trying to get the genius out of any punishment. The genius has done some some fucked up things that do need punishing, but I am trying to also... I feel that it's important we take into account intent. Not just for the genius, but for Ruth as well. Because... As much as I may not agree with what Ruth has done, I genuinely believe that Ruth is trying to protect the village much in the same way that I believe that the genius was trying to help all of us with with the robots. I am not taking the genius's side specifically here, but I am trying to suggest that we take into account intent where we can and to bear that in mind and to not just have a laundry list of here is what someone has has done on paper. So I think Potter Potter is going to step up, also get Zone of Truth and say, hey fam, I just want to throw my two cents in here. The genius uh, threatened me a lot, uh, kept saying they're going to burn down my establishment, uh, you know, shoots arrows at people, greases things, kind of just does whatever they want because what are you going to do? Uh, you're, you don't have a, a gun. So that's just what I wanted to say. I don't know. Ruth, Ruth seems cool. Thanks for the, the stuff doc. I'm going to sit back down. Bye. I'm trying to think of what Aze could say at this point, but a lot of what happened is kind of really hitting him particularly hard given what has been told about, well, what the system was and who orchestrated it. I think we shouldn't persecute a potential God. <laughs> Seems like it would go bad. Shoko says, <laughs> you couldn't do anything to the genius if you wanted to. They're so far above you, you're like little ants. It's so cute that you think you could do anything. My point exactly. My question is a lot more about what we do with Ruth, because um, the genius, I don't know if they are plan on coming back. If they want to be a god of time and space, so... Irrespective of intent, there are consequences 
that we are aware of, consequences that are unfolding before our eyes. All we can do is to take account of whenever our actions are not in alignment with our best selves and do what is possible to heal wounds, repair relationships, strengthen the community, and continue to proceed forward. I think Venta steps up and says, I say we just let him go! Who cares about all this? <laughs> we'll have a new governor in a couple of weeks! Yeah, I agree with what Aze has said and with what Venta has said. It is enough if we know, I think. I don't want... Ruth to have to go anywhere else, and I don't want Ruth's life here to change. This is her home, and we all like her. It is enough if we know, and maybe at a later point, if she keeps on trying to rig our electoral system, that would be pretty fucked up, and we can talk then about how to stop her <laughs> from doing that. Farmer Applewhite makes their makes her way to the front of this discussion. She is fi- very physically imposing as a half giant. Uh, she has like a piece of wheat in her mouth. She's holding a rake over her shoulder. She strolls up and she says, "So we just don't have laws here, then? Folk can just do whatever they want." That's not. I didn't say that. If somebody stole your turnips or something, <laughs> then knowing that they had stolen them. That is a start. That is a good step in the right direction. And why did they take them? We live in a very small village. If they did not have food, maybe this is something we should talk about. If our if our system of government is imperfect and can be influenced and corrupted, maybe this is something we should talk about. Applewhite looks at you, Philip, and says, I remember you. You're that little girl who's always throwing animals into the gears, weren't you? Just be bugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Little Philippa, do you know what a grub staker is? No. When there's a gold rush, all the working people go out and try to pan for gold and break their backs doing hard work in the sun, and they don't come away with nothing. The people who make the fortunes are the grub stakers, the people who sell the pans and the shovels and the hats and the jeans to the miners. That's what we do here. The adventurers come up the mountain seeking glory. They die in the snow. They die on the surface. And we can share our food and shelter with each other in paradise because they pay us to die. If there aren't any laws here, if it's not safe here, if we can't do business here, then there is no here. What would make it unsafe? If there are no laws. I'm not saying we don't have laws. We all agree on what is ethical and what is not. You are asking for some kind of needless punishment. Sun Moon Stars leans over to you, Slime, and just whispers, At what point are you just going to take over their brains and make them agree? I said I wouldn't do it, but I do have a question. One moment. Okay. I have a question. What is the exact charge that we are charging the genius with? Governor Gigi says, I can personally attest under zone of truth that I was assaulted and battered by the genius of Grendel and that they destroyed my property and public property and maimed several villagers. 
So they are not being charged by the giant robots, right? As, as an accessory to the property destruction and the bodily harm by the by the good neighbors, yes, in addition. So we don't know the motive. We don't know if the genius of Grendel was defending themselves. We don't know if any of that. And we don't know the motive behind the giant machines that destroyed the entire village because they themselves never did the action that took the machines to actually go out. That was a mistake. That was an accident that was unleashed. We don't know what the purpose was. It seems as if those machines were meant not to replace us, but to aid us, and they might not have been ready yet. So, how do we know that all of these actions didn't have pure intentions behind them, as been stated before? Yeah, Sh Shoko says, there's <laughs> a little a couple of adjustments that need to be made. Sorry, my bad. That's my job. I gotta fix some. So how can they be guilty of something when their own creations were released before they were ready? And how do we know that they weren't defending themselves from you? Yes, they might have attacked you and destroyed your property, but why? We don't know. All they ever did before was set things on fire randomly, but they always had a reason for the more <laughs> intense things. Governor Gigi does say, uh, I am sympathetic to your argument, Slime. I just want to let, let everybody in the crowd know that's still a crime. It's called criminal negligence, but continue, Slime. <laughs> it's not criminal negligence if somebody else goes into your workshop and releases your creations. It's, it kind of is, but it's fine. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> No one system of justice is going to be applicable to all degrees of crime, and I think we need to be willing to have tough conversations, crime by crime, about what is appropriate, because the, the kind of punishment that is needed for someone who kills for no reason is going to be so different from the punishment that's needed for someone who steals to not starve. This is good, and it leads to exactly what I wanted to ask you, Farmer Applewhite. What would you like to see done to the genius of Grendel? Would you like them not to be in our community anymore? Wish granted, they are not here. What do you want? What, what justice do you seek for someone who has already left? Or Ruth, what do you want of Ruth? A Applewhite says... Golly gee, I wasn't expecting all that, but if the genius of Grendel has already gotten what they deserve by leaving, then what a, why not the same for Ruth? You said that law needs to exist so that our society can survive. <laughs> and you would like to see every time somebody makes a mistake, every time somebody does something that not everyone agrees on, somebody leaves? Until, until what? There is no Grendel? We are just gone? We are just, we are just you. Is that what you want, <laughs> Farmer Applewhite? Sitting on my map, sit, sitting on my throne of potatoes. I think the important thing to remember is that this is not something that we can turn against each other. I, I agree. I look for the situation with Ruth here. Maybe we can talk about. Something that Ruth can do to prove to the community that they have our best interests at heart and something to actively help support the act of us legitimately picking our our governor the way we have agreed to do so. Maybe 
punishment for them is they're having to support the safe, proper running of the 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 the, the sortition for the next governor. Exactly. Our law has to resu- result in something better happening for our society. Ruth says, It's already too late. You've seen with the governor immediately telling everyone that they were illegitimate and were going to lose all their power, that they were the right choice, and you've ruined it. You've made it worse. Suck my tentacles. Okay, I am trying to save your life, actually, Ruth, so maybe you, we can stop with the tentacles. Actually. Hale says, Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I wasn't really listening for a lot of that, but if anybody wants to try to do anything to the genius, the genius is my friend, so, like, I demand trial by combat. I'm just putting that out there. I got, like, a, a house full <laughs> of artifacts. I'll just whoop your ass. I don't even care anymore. Trial by combat is traditionally reserved when we're at a complete impasse, and I would prefer to believe we are slightly more intellectual than this. I am statted for combat now, if that's how we want to resolve that, I just want to say. I'm putting it out there. I do have the paperwork Thank you for letting us know. (laughs) I I think at this point, Neelith has basically shared all the input she can on this topic, and I think she's just sort of retreating into panicking about oh god, have I completely and utterly fucked this up for everyone? I think Needleth is just retreating more and more inside themselves and getting very anxious at this point. Farmer Applewhite, you stand alone in the conviction that these people require some other kind of justice. We have heard from Venta that they should just go. We have heard from Potter that the genius, for example, does bad things, but he does not mind. We have heard from others that they do not want to see uh, our society worsen for no reason other than one person's whim for revenge or some kind of punitive justice. Unless you have backing in the rest of the village that these people should suffer, I do not think this is the justice that Grendel wants. Yeah, so I, I wasn't sure if I should have like a whole list here to like cross-reference like this is a game we're trying to win rather than a conversation, but I do want to say very also wants Genius convicted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Governor Gigi wants mm-hmm. Genius convicted. Um I feel I feel like no one is super hard against Ruth, except I mean the genius was really the person who hated Ruth. Um, <laughs> I, the only NPC I haven't had say anything is Marina, who I'm scared to talk <laughs> with as because she's racist now. Um, I I think um, yeah I th- I think Marina will say, well I don't know can't we just uh, take the genius's stuff to pay back for all the damage they did. Right. If if we are trying the genius in absentia, then okay, their stuff is here. This seems like a fitting thing to me. What is broken can be mended with the genius's stuff, and they are not using it either because they are experiencing hallucinogenic substances in a bush somewhere, or they have <laughs> become the god of space and time. Who knows? At, at this... Kaboom and Kablam emerge from the from the obelisk itself, uh, and they say, "Hello again, mortals." H- Hello. Hi. Just to let you know, we were never actually flumps. 
We were spells brought to life by the, ge- the god genius, and we have become one with the monolith. Okay, great. That sounds about right. I kind of figured. I just didn't want to be rude. All right, just letting you know. So if you want to take the genius's stuff, you're welcome to fuck around, but you will absolutely find out. Find out what? <laughs> uh, Kaboom revs his chainsaw. <laughs> that didn't answer yeah. my question. Just a heads up, you two are really not helping the genius's case right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. When you say they've become one with the obelisk, does that mean Kaboom and Kablam are also invincible, or are they the same as they were before in terms of combat? <laughs> yeah, so they can be defeated in combat, but they will simply return to the monolith and take like a couple of days to regenerate. They're not alive. They are they are magic. Mm. You will see for the for the audience who's listening to this whole entire thing, the next episode is going to be the episode Chris and I recorded where all of this stuff happened. So you'll, you're getting that very soon. <laughs> okay. I for gotcha, one gotcha. do not understand the concept of trying to convict a potential god. I keep asking this. If we cannot just make our society better, this is about an outcome that everyone would prefer, no? If there's uh, damages that have been done all over town, well, there is a team that have been assigned to creating justice. Why don't we go around town and repair some damages? And then everyone is happy. I cannot imagine anyone is unhappy with this result. The governor speaks up and says, Philippa, do you speak of indemnification? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> Out of character, what is <laughs> yeah, what is that? Compensation for harm or loss. That's right. Okay. So, so basically, the genius did the crime, but you're going to do the time. Is a, <laughs> a dumb way of saying it. I I I speak of commute. I speak of a a collective community indemnification. If we are the the watch and we are supposed to make things right and just. Why don't we repair damages that are done? If we would be the ones who would find someone who has killed your brother or stolen your cabbage, why aren't we the ones who put a window back in or help to put a window back in? Yeah, Governor Gigi says, I have no problem with the indemnification plan if everyone else is in agreement. And I think, uh, Frankly, Very and Ruth and Applewhite don't love it, but they're also not willing to fight. So, and also Hale, you, Hale is a hundred percent serious about trial by combat. Can, <laughs> right. can you clarify again, just so we know what that would be exactly? We're agreeing to. It, it's basically akin to Aze going to like Hale's place after what happened during the dream arc and helping to repair things there afterwards, um, even though. Uh, Aze wasn't the one that directly caused the harm. He at least is making the effort to repair the damage and set things right to go forward while any other considerations are being dealt with so that at the very least, immediate damage can be mended and progress can be made otherwise, I think is... Yeah, and it also makes the police's job to be to improve society not to well it makes the watch's job to improve society continually and you know in your off time when there aren't crimes to investigate you know you can still have a job and it can be to make sure the society is going well rather than just like try to prosecute like try to problematize people and prosecute them for no reason so basically you all agree to clean up the mess fix everything that broke pay for everything you had to pay for uh and the genius basically gets away quote unquote scot-free 
The question then is, is there any additional punishment for the electoral interference? Because this punishment will be served by both Genius and Ruth. And previously it's been suggested, we'll just do a new sortition. It's fine. Is that fine? Because that can be a solution. But I think some people in the village will be Content, will be unhappy going forward with what they what they perceive as being no punishment for a crime. But the suggestion was for so far on record was do a new election. Don't be weird about it. <laughs> Regardless of everything else, I trust that Ruth was trying to do the right thing. And as such, how about this? I think it's in our best interests not to kick Ruth out of town because if for nothing else, I think that Ruth knows more than the rest of us do and it would be useful to have Ruth here to help for whatever is coming. So I'm going to suggest do not punish Ruth at this moment, but I will take responsibility for Ruth's actions going forward. If Ruth, if Ruth continue, if if Ruth continues to break the rules and laws of the town, I will take responsibility for that. But I trust Ruth because I trust that Ruth was trying to do the right thing, and I trust that Ruth. I trust that you will come to me if there is anything that I can do to subvert whatever is coming. Uh, also, Ruth, you have heard there is popular opinion for you to be forced out of town to your death, so, you know, don't break the rules more, please. Ruth uh, floats over to you, Neelith, and, like, reaches out slowly with her tentacles to, like, take your tentacles. I offer my tentacles in return. Uh-huh. She holds them, basically she's, like, holding your hand and, like, looks you in the eye and says, I am so sorry. For what is going to happen. It is both of our faults. Don't be sorry. Help us to make sure it doesn't happen in any way you can. I would like to address Kaboom and Kablam. Is that, is that the proper? <laughs> wow. Okay. Kaboom and Kablam, I would like to petition the machine. You would like to speak to an intelligence so far beyond you? That you were like a tiny speck? So they cannot do it? <laughs> so they're incapable of con contacting me. I understand. The machine can bend space and time. There's nothing the machine can't do, darling. <laughs> but they can't talk to me. I understand. They have their limits. Uh, Kablam <laughs> like fits a rock into their slingshot angrily and says, Blaspheme again, little one. And see what happens. You just told me they couldn't do it. <laughs> You're the one who said it. <laughs> Shouldn't you blaspheme yourself? Okay, so it seems like, Slime, you were trying to uh, do the thing in Back to the Future where you call in the chicken repeatedly <laughs> to try to get them to do what you want. I just thought there was a, there would be a way to like f to contact the genius in some way if I... Because I'm a, a wizard, and I thought maybe being like, hey, I want to, you know, put my soul up for something, just to get some contact. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to give my soul away. 
Maybe. The machine can grant <laughs> you the vision that is the next episode. So basically, if you all, like, the machine shoots you all this purple lightning and you all receive, like, the next episode gets downloaded into your brain and then you all <laughs> just know what happened. I That's 100% how I want this to go. Consensual hive mind. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, My fellow moisters, ask for your consent to hive mind. I will not read your mind. I will only input information. Chill. I I consent. I want to get some fucking answers. <laughs> As they let me into that beautiful wound. <laughs> uh, Ozzy's just, just sort of like giving Slime the longest stare. And Slime just looks back. No blink. <sighs> You're not going to let me say no. So let's get this over with. Ah. I petition the machine and network in, and my little tendrils go across into everybody's ears. Okay, so you flow into everybody in the village and then into the obelisk, and you become one with the machine. So if you guys ever saw the movie Mario Brothers from the early 90s, <laughs> where the king turned into a fungus hanging from the ceiling. I want you to imagine that, except it's going into everybody's ears. Okay. All right. <laughs> and so the machine, which is a mysterious device whose gears stick out of the ground in the dump, uh, who's, it somehow warps space and time. And through slime, it casts all of your consciousnesses back. Back, back, back. To when you first emerged from the portal to the Dalcor, when the Egregore first appeared in the village, and the genius of Grendel picked up the sigil and took it back to their workshop. Once in the little of, spend a little bit of, stalk them, our nest, nervous rocks, stalk in the little of, stalk them, and they will have some air.